Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are talking to Mark Nelson of the Mahoning Monkey Mania. But first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? Uh, just a few things. And, and mostly, these aren't news items that are coming up, but things that have actually just happened. MeTV has their Summer of Me TV going on, and they've brought the monkeys back. And they actually just had a big day-long block of monkeys episodes. Wow. And- like we don't watch a lot of just broadcast TV. We're mostly streaming stuff. Yeah. But it's just been fun that their social media has just been full of monkey stuff every day. I I, I DVR'd the entire block, so now I can go watch them whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see it because it looks like it's the episodes that are cropped for 16 by 9 TVs uh, rather than the original 4.3. It looks like it's wider. Yes, you're right. I watched two episodes. I watched two episodes while I was eating dinner before we. Yeah, I'm I'm generally not a big fan of that, but I know when they had it on Tubi for about five minutes, that was just the episodes that they had, and they looked they looked pretty good actually. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see how it looks. So let us know your feedback when you okay. get a chance to watch some of. Do you notice? Do you care? You know. Um, I don't always notice. It's not that I don't care. I just sometimes I'm just well, like tonight we were eating dinner, so they were just on. I wasn't mm. really. Yeah. Watching, watching, watching. I was watching. You were monkey. watching. I was watching. Yeah, and I was watching <laughs> Monkey Mother, which I've seen numerous times, and I love that one. And then The Devil and Peter Torque, which you know, and they yeah. look good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, awesome. but I like being able to fast forward through the commercials because yeah, I don't like the commercial. Not, not, not the. It's not the classic commercials. I right. No, it is the, like life insurance and 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 help Ooh. I've fallen and can't get up stuff. So yeah. yeah. I'd like Kellogg's commercials. Right. <laughs> yeah. When I, anytime I watch like something on TV, they're always trying to sell me things for ARP members because I like old TV shows. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, guys. I'm not that old yet. I'm 41. I got time. I'm getting there, but I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> right. I just have good taste in TV shows. Um, okay. Also, 7A Records, as this episode comes out, uh, their reissue of Dolan's Jones' Voice and Heart will have just come out. Um, so if you've not got that already, I would jump on it because they're talking about the that one may sell through and you know, get one while you can. Uh, but also here, as we're recording this, just recently, 7A released uh, a single off of the upcoming Demoiselle by Mickey Dolan's. And it was My Heart is Failing Me, backed with Piston Power. Has anybody heard it yet? I have heard both of them. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I like the first one. My Heart is Failing Piston Power was a little more upbeat and it does sort of sound like what you think it would sound like based on the title, mm. if that yeah. makes any sense at all. So, yeah. I right. like the second one better. Yeah. <laughs> That's not surprising. Right. No. <laughs> I, I was excited about My Heart is Failing Me because I hadn't heard it. Like Piston yeah, Power, no, I've, I've heard. I've not heard either one of them before, yeah. so that was good. But I've only heard once through, so I need to listen to them again. Yeah. Well, just a little tip. I initially didn't think it was on Spotify, but it is. It's uh, is listed as if it was released in 1992. So when you go to the singles, <laughs> you have to scroll back to 1992 to find the single. It doesn't pop to the top like a new single usually would. So okay. wow, that's special. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I found it on Amazon Music. That was where I ended up going. Okay. Well, that's just a little tip for Spotify listeners because I almost missed out on it being on Spotify. I will have to do that because I'd rather listen to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then also Bill Chadwick, who was 
uh, part of the whole monkeys scene. He was part of the group. You know, he was almost a monkey. He was, um, Franca, you remember Bill Chadwick from the, just recently we were watching those. Um, mm-hmm. which, which one was he? He was the one who sounds a lot like Mickey. His voice is very similar to Mickey. He has, he sort of looked like Mickey, like a blonde Mickey. Okay. Okay. I think he was the other one that I was like, he might work. Yeah. He was one of the ones we liked. Yeah. Not as much as the monkeys, but he, you know, he was one of the ones you could sort of see becoming one of the monkeys, but um, he has just started a gallery where he is selling prints of photos that he took over the years and it's called time and again gallery. Uh, so basically I'm just reading a little bit from his little press release here. It says throughout the years, many people have asked me about vintage photographs I shot of the monkeys and if they could obtain top copies for their personal collections. With the encouragement of assistance of my good friend Joe Russo of the Monkeys Pad Show, uh, for the first time ever, I've decided to delve into the archives to make available some of my favorite images for private collectors to own in the form of beautiful 11 by 14 archival prints. After careful restoration, we painstakingly researched and chose a photo lab I trusted to make the prints that met the demands of my highest standards. These are acid-free, museum-quality, matte-finished archival prints made to last a lifetime. You can email timeandagaingallery at aol.com, or you can go to the Time and Again Gallery Facebook page uh, for more information there. But it's it's exciting to see, you know, after all these years, folks who were involved with the monkeys you know, keeping that going, you know, yeah. and I mean, they're really gorgeous, gorgeous photos. So I yeah. recommend checking that out. It's always fantastic when you find those types of things, because back then pe- people would just like toss all of their old stuff. I mean, like it's more likely that you'll keep something that is related to someone famous, but still the fact mm-hmm. that folks still have that kind of stuff just laying around. Oh, I forgot yeah. about this. Well, if you're listening to this and you have never before seen photos of the monkeys you're going to toss, let me know. I'll take yeah, them off your hands. Take them off your hands. <laughs> I'll we'll give you my address. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. That's what's happening in the world of the monkeys. All right. Welcome back. This week, we have Mark Nelson of the Mahoning Drive-In in Layton, Pennsylvania. Uh, welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, I've only listened to one episode so far on my drive, my two and a half hour drive to the drive. <laughs> I live in New York and it was so much fun. So I, I look forward to to listening to more and, and to, you know, being a part of this one. Fantastic. And you're here to talk to us about Mahoning Monkey Mania. Tell us more about that. Yes. Well, I like to say that the people at the Mahoning, the powers that be, gave me the key to the entertainment monkey mobile and I am <laughs> popping the clutch, and inviting everybody into the back seat. Um, that's probably the best thing to say about a drive-in or a monkey family <laughs> friendly show. But uh, so I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan since like the late seventies when I was a kid and uh, somebody jokingly said, Oh, maybe we should show head one day. And I said, pardon. <laughs> we show head. I'm like, if you're serious, I will do everything I can to make this the most fun show possible. Yes. So that's what we're doing. Uh, nice. We have head, head on 35 millimeter, which is not too commonly screened in any form, but certainly not on film. Yeah. And then we have access to Derek Miner's, 35 millimeter monkeys episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the 1973 rerun episodes that have some song replacements and have original Saturday morning ABC commercials in them. Wow. Yeah. We also have wow. access to a friend of mine, uh, Harry Guerrero, who runs Exhumed Films, which is this Philadelphia based, insanely gigantic film archive that we do a lot of shows with. He recently acquired an uh, episode of uh, 
35 print of card carrying red shoes hmm. that has all the commercials in it, including a schoolhouse rock at the end. So it oh, is nice. Wow. Oh, cool. We ran it sort of on the sly at the theater and everybody else was, was enjoying it. And I was out of my mind. I was <laughs> don't talk to me. This is, this is an experience. Uh, so it's like watching a Saturday morning monkeys episode, but on the, like the side of a building, we have like one of the biggest screens in the country. So wow. we're awesome. going to kick it off with uh, spy who came in the, from the cool from Derek and then Harry's card carrying red shoes. And then we're going to do an old style drive-in intermission and then show head in full. And if people just can't get enough, we are going to show an episode of your friendly neighborhood kidnappers, which sounds wow. like a TV series. We're going to show a print of it. Um, and that is one that definitely has a very rare song substitution at the end that I think worked its way onto the monkeys Blu-ray set that Rhino put out. Just like they just put the clips of the different songs, right? Mm -hmm. This is a way to see it in context. And, uh, we have a friend of mine who's a huge monkey fan and has a record collection that looks like a really good record store. Uh, <laughs> he's coming out and playing uh, DJing live in our projection booth. We have a literal DJ booth, like from a radio station. That's yeah. awesome. And we, we take turns doing uh, DJ sets. Whoever wants to signs up and plays whatever they want and gives out the information about showtime and stuff. Uh, my friend Mike Evans is coming and he's going to play all monkeys from six to eight 30 deep cuts, hits, whatever anybody wants to hear. We have two authors coming out, uh, both local guys, funny enough. Hmm. Michael A. Ventrella, who wrote uh, long title, Looking for the Good Times, which is a song-by-song -song analysis of the monkey's music. Right. Cool. He also wrote Headquartered, which is about the solo years, which hmm. is very mm -hmm. fascinating to me as well. And uh, he'll be out signing and selling books and introducing the show on mic with, that we have in the, uh, in the projection booth. And then uh, Tom Shabilla, who wrote this really cool book called Primetime 1966 to 1967, The Full Spectrum of TV's First All-Color Season. I remembered it. Okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> which goes into detail about every show that was on the air on network TV from 66 to 67, one of which is The Monkees. And he mm -hmm. did super deep dive into the research on that. So he'll be signing and selling books. Uh, we have uh, an All Monkeys merch raffle, which we do raffles at every show that we have at the theater. Oh, wow. Themed to whatever we're doing that night. So we try to make it really cool and it helps raise money to keep the 1947 projectors still running. <laughs> yeah. At our 1949 theater. Wow. And uh, I just, just secured this this week. Ann Moses has given us a copy, a signed copy of her book about her years with Tiger Beat mm. uh, to put in the yes. raffle. And uh, Bill Chadwick, monkey, uh, monkey pal Bill Chadwick, who is part of, as I describe it to people, it's hard to say, like he wrote songs with them. He auditioned for the monkeys. He was there when they met the Beatles. It's part of the monkeys project. He and uh, Time and Again Gallery have just announced that they are releasing uh, photos from Bill's archive, these nice art prints, archival prints. Uh, they're sending us one of those as well. To oh, put awesome. In wow. And yeah. It, as I say, I'm trying to make this as cool as I can uh, as we go along. Yeah. Uh, because as time passes, it's the show is August 14th at the Mahoning Drive-In in, in uh, Lehighton, Pennsylvania. Lehighton. Okay. Lehighton. I was <laughs> Jerry Lewis when I talk about that. And uh, I just, I want to make it the kind of show that I want to go to. Uh, and, I, and I also want to make it the kind of show that enough fans want to come out for that. It's enough of a success that maybe they let me do it again. Cause yeah. Yeah. Derek, Derek has like six more episodes that we can <laughs> run in front of head. Wow. Uh, so it's a Sunday night, which I know is a little bit of a challenge for some people, but the way the Mahoning has grown over the years, we went from this regular drive-in that showed new movies all the time to this 35 millimeter only, only retro drive-in. And we've grown into this, 
kind of phenomenon. Like I started going, I started driving down from New Hampshire. It used to be a six hour drive for me because I liked old movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I sort of worked my way up to unpaid snack bar attendant and then <laughs> up to uh, general manager now. So I have oh, a little awesome. But we see people from all over the country. We just had a show last weekend and people came out from Portland, Oregon. They came up from Virginia, Wisconsin. I mean, like all over the country. So I'm trying to let folks know about this event, that this is the thing that people can travel to. Uh, we offer overnight uh, passes on the lot, which means you can sleep in your vehicle or set up a tent or something like that. Uh, there are local hotels that offer our, our customers discounts. So I would really love to turn this into a maybe an annual, maybe a every other year monkeys fan gathering and celebration. Yeah. yeah that'd be wow. awesome. It sounds like it's going to be a heck of a night. Yeah. I, I do my own podcast. So as you can tell, I'm, I'm very comfortable talking on mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can go on forever. So, so I'll pause at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. So sure. talk as much as you want. Um, so you said you got into the monkeys as a kid in the, in the 70s. Tell us more about that. So I, I can pinpoint that definitely I was a fan in 1979 because that was, I was five years old. I remember watching it on WLVI TV out of Boston. It was one of those independent stations. And if you look on YouTube, you can find uh, the old bumpers they used to run during their mm. commercial breaks. I think the YouTube clip is from like 83, but I was watching then too. And I remember uh, cutting kindergarten one day so that I could not miss the monkey because it only used to be on the summertime. To me, yeah. it always meant summer. So I've probably been watching it a couple of years. And uh, it was on at a time that I would have been in kindergarten and my parents were away and a cousin was babysitting me and I actually feigned illness so that I could stay home from school and not miss whatever that day's monkey episode was. Dedication. There so, we go. Yeah. I'm not saying they inspired me to cut class. I, I actually would say that, you know, the, the show, as was typical of TV and, and media and comedy back in the 60s, they would weave a lot of like historical comedy stuff into it. Yeah. Patrick Henry was in Virginia. You know, like yeah. <laughs> literally stuff from the monkeys helped me get questions right on quizzes and stuff. So I, <laughs> I think what I learned from the show that I actually literally used in school probably offset the fact that I ditched school one day when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. One day of kindergarten, not not a huge, not no. a huge deal. You no. maybe you maybe list, list, uh, missed counting to Z. A to Z. Z. <laughs> I'm somewhat clear on, on, on where I and E fall and, and what certain, what certain colors are. But other than that, I mean, I know the yeah. monkeys catalog backward and forward. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what's your favorite monkeys album? Oh, boy. You know, it's Pisces is always my go to. Mm -hmm. I mean, headquarters is great and it's really, really significant. And I've, I've grown to appreciate more of more of the monkeys, more of the different <laughs> albums over the years. But Pisces was the one that really connected with me when I was, when I was buying those Rhino reissues back mm -hmm. in 86. And, uh, and, you know, it, funny enough, it's, it's blasphemy, but I've come to really like changes in the last few years. I, yeah. like, I like changes. I There's do. something about, it's a bit of a mature sound overall. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like for the same year, let it be. I like, let it be a lot in the Beatles catalog because it's got a different sound from mostly what they did. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Pisces is the go-to, but but changes has 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 grown on me over the years. That's, that's you, awesome. you don't hear changes in Let It Be compared on that, that <laughs> office. That's interesting. <laughs> I think about that. I'm like 1970. The Monkees, Led Zeppelin, Elvis, and the Beatles all had a new album out that year. Wow. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. That wow. like a million other bands, but of bands that I really like, it's yeah. they all kind of existed for a moment at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like the songs on Changes. I usually like them better when they come up in a playlist than just listening to changes 
all the way through. You know, <laughs> I, I, the songs I like just fine, though. I mean, I think it changes. gets a bad rap. Yeah, someone taking on a ferry ride has grown on me a lot. Some mm. of the, the slower songs. What's funny, it's like early morning blues and greens was a song that I would always skip when I was a kid. Right. And now I love that song. <laughs> you get a little older, you mellow out a little bit, I guess. Yeah, yeah start to yeah. slow down a little bit. Yeah. Not, not me. I like the fast upbeat song still. Yeah, you, you, she has to be able to dance to songs. <laughs> yes. So it's 99 pounds. <laughs> sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't, we don't listen to change as much. So I don't I know, know it's, all the songs on it. <laughs> It's one of those I always feel like I want to defend. It's like the Star Wars holiday special. People always trash it. I'm like, I watched it when I was three and it was the coolest thing in the world. It was Star Wars on my TV for free. Yeah, right. it still is the coolest thing in the world. See, it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So getting back to the drive-in thing real yeah. quick, like we have our local drive-in here in Atlanta, um, which I, a few years ago, they seemed like they went to all digital and basically all the old movie stuff that they were doing sort of stopped because all, all they were doing was digital projection. So you said that the Mahoning it went to digital and then back again. Did it I get that right? Digital, oh, it never went digital. Okay. The, the, the story is, and it's funny, there's actually a documentary about this place called at the drive-in that came out. I want to say 2015. Oh, and cool. I always say it's a movie that I would think is really good, even if I wasn't in it, but <laughs> it tells the story of how it became what it is right now. And yeah. the deal was we have another drive-in 20 minutes away, another one, 30 minutes away and a, a strip mall multiplex five minutes away from our theater. And they all show the exact same movies. Right. And the owner at one point was saying, how do I compete with all these theaters showing the exact same stuff? Yeah. And the, and the digital conversion was seriously breathing down his neck at the time. And it was a very, very big expense. And a lot of drive-ins went out of business because they couldn't afford, mm-hmm. they didn't see that they were able to recoup the cost for that $100,000 upgrade. Uh, oh. And so what Jeff, the owner did is he said, well, let's just stick with film and just show old movies. And uh, two younger guys came in at that time, Virgil and Matt, and they were into this idea and they were, they knew social media. So they helped build the following and it's only grown over time. So yeah, it's only 35 millimeter film and it's only old movies. Once in a great while, we'll show something that's maybe an indie film or something that we just can't find on film. And we have sort of like a the digital booth, we call it. You could call it a digital <laughs> shed, the little blue shed. <laughs> yeah. But it, it throws a pretty good picture. And uh, we just did this last week. And as I record this, we just came off VHS Fest, which is this thing that has grown to a, to a sellout show which is uh, vendors and people celebrating video stores and VHS. And we actually showed the movies. They're like video store era movies. We project videotapes onto the big screen, which doesn't sound as horrifying to look at. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's all film. So the, the idea of for like this monkey show, being able to show TV episodes on film. I remember hearing about these episodes. I think Andrew Sandoval did a show in LA with, with these years ago when he mm. owned. And just the idea that these things even existed on 35, is bizarre, but I think that was the highest quality format to record and preserve something back then. Right. So like they're really intended for TV stations or studios to have, they were never intended to be shown in a theater or anything bigger than like a, what a 14 inch at best screen in your house back then. (laughs) Right. The idea that you can see the monkeys large, way larger than life. You can see the big (laughs) picture, big Um, that's head. And that was supposed to be that way. So yeah, I'm just super excited. And once in a while we do show something really, really bizarre, but it's a mix at our theater of like super stone cold classics. Like we open every year with Willy Wonka and wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. Oh fun. And Some weekends are just super obscure horror movies. Some weekends it's spaghetti Westerns. It's just, we try a little bit of everything and see what works. 
So okay. we need to move and live at the drive-in. There. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's what I said when I first started coming down years ago. I said, I think I need to look into some property around here. And multiple <laughs> people have said they wish they could, they could just move down there. So, yeah. Yeah. but we do have, we have people who, we have a guy who's a regular, semi-regular and he lives in uh, Michigan and he just wow. drives out three or four times a year from Michigan. It's crazy, but it's yeah. a, it's a, I see it, I keep coming back to the monkey event, not just to promote it, but because it, it really falls into this is mm-hmm. that. Every weekend is like a convention or a concert for us. Yeah. If you're coming to a Clint Eastwood weekend, everybody there likes Clint Eastwood and you can right. turn to anybody and strike up a conversation. We did a James Bond night. I'm a huge oh, Bond yes. fan. It was uh, uh, from Russia with Love, Goldfinger Thunderbolt, which mm-hmm. is really too many movies to show in a row when you start at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast. And we had a friend of mine come out and he's a huge Bond collector and he had all these vintage posters set up in the lobby. And we had uh, somebody donate a bunch of the paperbacks for the raffle. And we had this guy who's like the preeminent Bond expert, maybe in the world there, who just came out for fun. But literally a stranger walked up to me and we struck up a conversation about a really, really obscure aspect of Bond films. And it was great. And you can do that for any show. So that's why I think of the monkey show as a fan convention. Everybody there loves the monkey. So I look forward to just meeting people and talking about asking, what do you think of changes? Am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 99 pounds versus let's dance on. Which way do you go? With? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, the, the, the drive-in it's, it's a very fan based uh, festival style that we do every weekend. And it's, and I love it because I love movies and I love old music and old, old media in the past. So I would say, about 98% of what we show I'm really into and, and excited to just talk to other movie maniacs about. Yeah. Now, if someone flies in, do you have to sit in the car to watch the drive-in? Uh, not necessarily. We've had people come up on motorcycles. Uh, okay. <laughs> we had a guy come up once on a motorized unicycle. And, <laughs> you know, nothing surprises me at the Mahoning anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I just look at something like that and I say, that's what we call Friday night. Uh, <laughs> You know, you don't. If if you came, if you flew in, there's the nearest airport. There's literally an airport behind us, but that's for like small planes and yeah. helicopters and and, yeah. and and a motorized parachute. Yeah, that was a thing, too. I saw recently. <laughs> we heard this loud noise and it was like one of those giant fans yeah. on a, with a chair attached to it and and a, a, a parachute. And we wondered, wow, wow. See every day. <laughs> uh, the, the closest airport is Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is maybe 50 minutes away. Okay. And uh, people could. You know, rent a car. You you could come in on foot. The only time we don't recommend that is is should it rain. Mm-hmm. The rain doesn't kill a show. It makes it a little little less fun to be outside. But um, you you wouldn't really necessarily have shelter so much. But uh, yeah, people can come come. You can come in riding an elephant. We would just ask you to come in through the exit because the t- <laughs> is kind of low. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a heck of an event. Now, you're you're saying that if you get good enough attendance, this could be an annual thing or biannual thing. Yeah, that's that's my hope. You know, I always hate to say I hate to say that because some people hear, oh, they're going to do it again. I won't go to this one, which pretty much guarantees <laughs> there won't be a second one. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, if it's nothing uh, guaranteed well, in Hollywood or any media in general, nothing guarantees a sequel quite so much as the success of an initial excursion into something. So right. Um, my thought is, you know, this, like many of our events can just grow and grow. And with the access to episodes that we have, and Derek is always Derek minor. If I didn't say that earlier is always looking for more vintage episodes on 35. And funny enough, I've been posting this around various groups to try to get people to know about it. And a guy out of the blue on some driving group said, Oh, I have an episode. You should have asked me. And it was an episode that Derek didn't have. Wow. Wow. 
So we're talking six or seven episodes that we're not running at this show that yeah. we could run. And my thought is always to have it be essentially like the length of a double feature. So head is one half of a double feature and then maybe two, maybe three episodes other than that. If we if it's a success and we want to stretch this out, maybe just do two episodes, maybe have one of the fine monkey cover bands that are out there come out and play before the show. Yeah, uh, The monkey mobile is out there. Uh, that's something I've been really wanting to bring out is the monkey mobile, the people who own a Batmobile who we had out a few weekends ago for a Batman 66 movie screening. They have a monkey mobile, but it's one of those things where you have to be able to justify via ticket revenue, the cost to bring these things out. And right now it's, it's sort of a slow uphill thing. So I can't say that we're going to do that this year, but I'd love to be able to do that for the future. Um, I've reached out to a lot of people about doing uh, video introductions to the show, just popping up via our digital aspect and saying, hello, welcome to the show. Here's who I am. Here's what I did. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple of people lined up for that, but I don't want to say who just yet, just in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I haven't sent them to me yet. So that's why I'm not announcing what's in the raffle until I actually receive the stuff. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, we're hoping that it can be a more than once thing entirely selfishly because I'm such a huge monkeys fan. I want to be able to do this again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, funny enough, speaking of fandom and where it leads you, I'm very good friends with Rich Dart, who has been the monkeys uh, drummer, touring drummer, and Nikki's touring drummer for many years. We met in college back in like 93, 92, and we bonded over our mutual love of the three stooges and the monkeys. And <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's so funny who you meet and where they go. I never thought I would be going to a concert and seeing him standing behind the guys. That's right. That just yeah. Blows my mind. And it got to the point where the only time I would see him was when he would tour and I would be able to, you know, go backstage and hang out with my old friend for a, for 20 minutes or a half hour or have dinner or something like that. So I'm really hoping that uh, maybe he can come out uh, just to, you know, the guys themselves, sadly, are, are, are not so available anymore. And Mickey's mm-hmm. always touring. We did reach out to Mickey about coming out to this show. And uh, he was he's traveling that day. So he's just yeah. flat out not available. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, hoping folks will come out and, and, and brave the travel and it'll be worth it. Believe me, what's once people come and see what we do and the way we do it, it's it's we always people always come back. So it's just it's just getting that, that initial push to get to get out here. Yeah. 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 Be fair. I'm I'm hearing all the other stuff that you do is is just really, really exciting to me. We seem to have a lot of common interests, not even just the monkeys, but Three Stooges and James Bond and Batman 66. And Oh, yeah. The Batman show was fabulous. It was a very, very good print on the big screen. And the people who own the Batmobile have uh, cosplayers they travel with who in photos, I got to say, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but in photos, it looks like it's actually Adam West and it's actually Yvonne Craig standing there. And I'm just like, this is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. And uh, we do have a Three Stooges show coming up too. It's it's part of a show we do called Schlockerama with this with Exhumed, who's <laughs> is giving us the card carrying red shoes print, uh, and they're doing two of the Three Stooges features, two of the later oh, wow. features, and probably we'll show some some shorts in front of that too. But yeah. yeah, we're we're, yeah. we're huge film fans, so like just about every show we do, somebody on the staff is really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So the Monkey Show, Mahoning Monkey Mania, as they let me call it, is <laughs> uh, is really the one that's that I'm behind this year. So it's it's. Tiny part of it, I want it to be accessible. They don't think I'm a fool and never let me suggest anything again. (laughs) But honestly, I just want to get together with folks like you and anybody who can come out and just be with monkey people. I've never had a chance to go to a monkey convention before. So again, selfishly, I figured I'd kind of throw one where I work. (laughs) (laughs) And it works out perfectly. So what are some of the other um, big shows coming up that you guys have? Boy, Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. 
Schlockerama is one of them. And that's where we're showing um, it's when you think when you, general people think in quotes, drive-in movies, Schlockerama is that show. Yeah. That's uh, it's a Godzilla movie. It's old monster movies. It's old horror movies. And then the Sunday night is, is the three stooges. Um, well, of course, uh, Universal Monster Mash. That's mm. in August uh, 19th and 20th. That's two nights of Universal Monsters triple features. And uh, I believe all on film. They may there may be one that's digital because Universal doesn't have a print of that. But that's that's one of those shows where it's so cool because the age range goes from literally little kids to very old people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. At a glance, you'd think, ah, Universal Monsters. That's mostly an older crowd, but not at all. Very enthusiastic young people. I kind of hate saying young people. It makes me sound like uh, <laughs> I'm not one of them. Uh, and then well, uh, young I'm, people like two I'm no, I'm not one of the young people. So I'm just, uh, <laughs> Look, I'm the young generation. I've got something to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's so nice to be around people where I can do that. And they're not like, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we actually have a few serious monkey fans on the staff at the Mahoning and who are regulars there, which was always a joy. Cause it was always kind of like this little secret thing for so many years. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a lot more acceptable to be a monkey fan and, and legit like the music now than it was when I was into it back in 86 in the right. 90s and so forth. Uh, but it was, it's still like this little secret, you know, behind the back handshake where you'd say something and they're like, I love them too. What? And then you start comparing notes. You're like, oh my God, is it, I'm not alone here. Um, the other big show I was going to mention is that we do this thing. A lot of it's horror stuff. Horror does really well for us. So we're no fools. We keep doing it. Yeah. Um, Exhumed has done this thing for years called Camp Blood, which is a Friday the 13th, let's say outdoor slasher movie based thing where they will show three nights, two, two nights of triple features and one night of double features that are of that ilk, like seventies, mm-hmm. eighties, outdoory horror movies, but they also will do like summer camp themed games. So they have oh, their staff okay. dress up as uh, one of the guys dresses up as Morty from meatballs. The guy like, you know, pull the <laughs> short jean cutoffs, pull the socks with the stripes up real high and clipboard <laughs> whistle around the neck. Yeah. Uh, fisherman's hat. And uh, they'll, they do, uh, what is it? They do the eyeball toss, which is an egg toss, but they paint like eyeballs on them. Yeah. They do uh, a sack race, but they use garbage bags and they spray paint uh, Camp Crystal Lake Corner Department on them. <laughs> and then somebody dressed as Jason walking behind the people, tapping them, basically tapping them out as they, they become the last person in the line. Yeah. Uh, they do a, a tug of war. And we always have celebrity guests come out. So it's usually it's either some, somebody in costume as Jason or somebody on either end of the, uh, the rope. Mm. I get choked up when I talk about Jason. <laughs> He's so young. <laughs> or uh, and they just like a lot of camp games and things like that. It's just it's and people can't they sleep out. You know they they do the overnight pass thing. So it's like in a tent watching a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie where somebody dressed as an accurate looking Jason wanders around and like taps on car windows and things is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. gosh we need yeah. to bring our kid to that <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun people do you know you they think horror movies but in the documentary about us there is a shot of a guy and his two little kids who love horror movies love jason movies we still see them every year so i've literally seen these kids go kids from little up. kids yeah to, to dudes who shave and drive you <laughs> <laughs> see people once a year at these shows you know yeah so yeah. it's uh it's it's a it's it's the best job i've ever had it's great it's like everything i've ever done comes into play here like i used to run a, a tv station and i've done i just do a horror host tv show and i do podcasts and all this stuff and, and writing and, and being in front of the camera and it all comes to play at this place where they let me you know have access over social media and run a podcast and, and help pick the movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Wonderful. So you mentioned the um, 
documentary. Uh, where yes. can people find that? Uh, At the Drive-In by Alexander Manelli is available on Amazon Prime for free and Tubi. Awesome. And okay. I got it. it's in a lot of places. And funny enough, if you go on Amazon Prime for at least for a while, the icon image that comes up is, is me. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I'm scrolling through Prime and I like old junkie drive-in movies and they'll yeah, yeah. suggest you might like this movie called At the Drive-In. It's a picture of me. And I'm like, well, that sounds really good. I should check that out. Uh, That's hilarious. It's on DVD too. With DVD has like extras and commentaries and stuff, but uh, free streaming that's in a lot of places, actually. Awesome. That's awesome. And you said you uh, do a podcast as well. So what's your podcast? It is called Mahoning Drive-In Radio. And it is a mix of us talking about just what it's like to run a drive-in theater in 35 millimeter and show, you know, a little bit of his upcoming shows, a little bit of recap of past shows, but a lot of it's just the nuts and bolts of, of how the theater runs. And then we mix that with interviews with people who are drive-in related, like the guy who runs Filmac, which was the company that made the let's all go to the lobby that, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. we had him come on and talk about the history of his company. We had wow. April Wright who did a documentary called going attractions about drive-ins. We've had actors, directors, uh, the president of Rico's nachos. Do you know Rico's nachos? No, they do. Um, they're at Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas based company that does uh, nacho cheese and chips and things like that. And part of our uh, intermission reel is this 1980 or so uh, animated ad for Rico's nachos that has become like this cult phenomenon with an <laughs> audience where people scream out Rico and they love it and they make t-shirts. And they, literally a guy has a Rico's <laughs> tattoo who comes out to our place. <laughs> so we, and we're in a, we, when we send these pictures to the company and they love it. And uh, we got the president of Rico's nachos to come on and talk about the history of his company. So that's if you're awesome. like a fan of drive-ins and old movies, it's, that's basically what that's about. That's fantastic. Nice. And I see nobody's going to hear this. Nobody's going to see it. But uh, I see your your monkey men T-shirt. Yes, we have one, perhaps two confirmed females dressing up as monkey men coming yes. to, to the Mahoning Monkey Mania show. I hope we can get <laughs> awesome. Them. Awesome. Yeah, so they'll, that's another thing about the drive-in that I work at to Mahoning. Um, cosplayers. Just about every show, somebody just shows up in amazing cosplay, or people decorate their cars, or they come in replica vehicles. We don't even ask people to do it. They just yeah. like a convention yeah. every time. Yeah. So, uh, so I hope we, I hope we see some of that. That'll be really cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. All right, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We had a fantastic time chatting with you about the monkeys and the Mahoning monkey media, August 14th in Lehighton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Good we job. hope to see you guys there. Mark, where can people find more of you? Uh, if anybody wants to know more about uh, the Mahoning Drive-In Theater, the website would be Mahoning, www.mahoningdit.com. From there, you can find our Facebook, uh, our Instagram, our Patreon, all our socials and stuff like that. Awesome. awesome. How about you, Elaine? Um, you can find me on Monkeying Around on Twitter and Monkeying Around on Facebook. And how about us, Chuck? Feltnerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, a podcast about Star Trek. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. <laughs> Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. I wouldn't be too happy about that. They'll be bad. But we won't. Yeah.